It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're given an early reaction to the Flash movie, Mike. And by yep. that's just, just me. It's, it's just it's just faces. Chris yeah. is going to take a couple photos of his face. It's just right. pure reaction. Oh we're going to put links in the po- we're put links in the podcast. He's going to like supremely edit the YouTube version of the podcast so you get it all clear and, yeah. and good to go. And that's going to be your early reaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not doing that, but thank you for putting my. Mm-hmm. That's a suggestion mm-hmm. out there, Mike. I, I do appreciate that. So I'm going to go give you spoiler-free, completely spoiler-free. The movie's out next week, so we'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Captain America gets a brave new title, Mike. Mm-hmm. This is the pun I worked on for several minutes earlier <laughs> writing these notes. So uh, take note of that. Twisted Metal looks to disappoint us wholeheartedly, Mike. This, oh, yeah. This I already is, got hot takes on this. <laughs> I, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I am well. It's going to... The other, uh, the, it's, it's bringing me Mortal Kombat vibes, and we'll talk about what that means <laughs> later, uh, which is a good and more and more. Yes. So here, we're here we- I'm back from the mountains. Yes. I was camping over the weekend. Yes. There's nothing more lovely than that that first shower after smelling like a campfire for 48 hours. So I feel mm-hmm. refreshed, I'm ready to integrate back into my normal <laughs> part of society, which is not Mother Nature. Air, air it conditioning. Is, it is, Yes, it is air conditioning, it is asphalt, it is buildings, it's movie theaters, it's my couch yeah. watching uh, the last season of Never Have I Ever, a show about teenagers on Netflix. Wow. So that's that's where my head's at right now, Chris. Yeah, that's fine. So my head uh, is in a lot of pain. I hit my head this weekend, and I told Mike that earlier, but my the rest of my body is, is failing me wholeheartedly because, <laughs> as Mike knows, I've been replacing the floor in my house since last week, and... Boy, was that um, not the smartest decision I've ever made in my life. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. Just like I know I know you have been in your 30s for a while, just like me, yeah. but that's like no better example of like welcome to your 30s than like I have to get down on my knees oh. for the whole day. Just kill me. Yeah. yeah. So we've been we've been doing it ourselves. We took up the carpet and the padding and we've been putting down uh, vinyl laminate. So, yes, we've, we've been doing it after work, after hours. So like literally no free time in my life this week. Right. Just work come home do this uh pass out from exhaustion uh repeat uh except for the night we did go to the flash but i i will say you bring up a good point i i we spent um a trip through menards yesterday mike you're familiar with the store menards oh, where you, you can s- save, you save big, big money. money yeah you save big money and, when you shop and, menards. And, and if i had a nickel for every time i said menards instead of menards I'd be i used to work there <laughs> back in high school and in college yeah. and i said menards every single time that commercial came on the yeah. loudspeaker okay folks if you're unfamiliar <laughs> menards is basically like more of a local regional um, Home Depot, a hardware Lowe's. store, much yeah. like a Home Depot or a Lowe's, but mainly isolated in the Midwest. Yep. Uh, and that's as much as that's the best way I can explain it. I, I think Menards has more of kind of like it doesn't have like a grocery section necessarily, no, even though it, it kind of does. It kind of does so, now, yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like maybe maybe go to a Home Depot, try to identify like 
the lowest profit section of Home Depot. Just rip that aisle out and throw groceries in it. It's very strange. I would say also what I like about uh, Menards. Thank you very much. I don't want to get you know flagged on Apple's podcast (laughs) for for saying that too much. Is um, we get a lot of our cabinetry from there. Like when we we did our cabinets and stuff. Like you can go in and buy unfinished cabinets there. And at, like, mm-hmm. Home Depot, I'm like, I feel like they don't stock anything in store. Like, I will order it for you, right? Like, Menards has everything in stock. And um, I went there, and I bought myself some better knee pads, Mike. As an adult, I'm like, I can splurge on knee pads uh, because if I don't, I'm going to regret this forever. Uh, oh, my God. You should have seen so, yeah. You should have seen like the group of the the thirty somethings thirty somethings that kind of did our guilt hike when we were camping this weekend. Like we we barely made it an hour. Like the the trail we were on like just kind of weirdly ended. So we had to like ascend this like this really big hill. We're like oh god we're all gonna die and we just didn't know which way we were going. And we were just like somebody take out your phone. Who has service? We need to point back to the campground. Yeah, and I was like I got it. My blue cone on my Google Maps app is pointing at the name of the campground. Nothing else will load. Oh Go God. this way. Oh my God. We so, are not meant. We're not meant to be doing these things. No, Chris. no. What you need is an Apple Watch Ultra, Mike, you know, because those things are meant to be used out in the wilderness and camping. Because Apple obviously makes devices for any and every situation. <laughs> Chris, and, I love that you're segueing us. I am here. segueing this right into the first topic because Apple's. Uh, WWDC, what was it? Worldwide Developers Conference, is that what they call mm-hmm. it? Um, this week. And um, obviously. Uh, I would say we're Apple users, maybe not fanatics, uh, but mm-hmm. we are users of Apple products. So we, we stay up with this. And, you know, as, you know, we have mentioned, maybe it was you I forget, in the text message, it's like if a company is going to make a goofy looking product look good in public, it's Apple, right? They're going to take it and make standardized things that don't look normal. And this week, what did they announce, Mike? They announced the Apple Vision Pro, which is essentially their VR headset, which has cameras on the front of it, so you can do video pass-through, so you can kind of do like a faux augmented reality, and I only say kind of faux because if you're up with all of this like, you know, AR, VR, headset technology and stuff, all of the AR so far has primarily been either like literal glass on your face and then images get produced. Projected onto the glass, essentially yep. what Chris was talking about the other week on the podcast. Those in real, these, like, real glasses, yeah, they are, yeah, they're augmented reality, but like they move with you. So when you move your head, right, the glasses are always in front of you. They're not like in yeah. space, but yes, exactly. But even best case scenario with that technology, the images projected on the glass are still going to be transparent. Like it'll never yeah. actually feel like you're in the environment with it. It'll feel like there's almost like a cool hologram in front mm-hmm. of you. So, so Apple did this cool thing where it's just like, Hey, we pretty much uh, have perfected like uh, processing chips and camera and all of this technology stack. Instead of just like projecting, projecting you know graphics onto glass into the world that you're looking at let's just make a copy with cameras of everything you're looking at and just put it on like these 4k screens that go in front of each eye so technically like you're looking at like 8k resolution like right like a like millimeters away from your eyeballs which is i i only i only emphasize because it's so funny because they also announced during this conference there'll be uh, an ios feature that'll help children like get away from their screens and go outside so they don't have to have like uh, strong prescription glasses when they grow up. So that dichotomy was really funny there. But this headset is like so freaking like cool. And it basically something Apple has done something big enough. They've announced a new piece of hardware where at least I think Chris and I just kind of wanted like, you know, bullshit back and forth about it on the show because like eventually all of the stuff that we talk about, if 
this technology is as successful as they want it to be if all of their projections come true that they laid out in their like video hell even bob Iger came out like quote unquote on stage it was all pre-recorded you can video, visit of disney without going to disney and guess yeah, how much that's they, gonna cost the same price yeah, as a daily ticket yes <laughs> they showed mickey mouse jumping around in your room with you uh yeah it's thirty five hundred dollars but if everything goes according to plan to them all of these superhero shows and content yeah. we'll be talking about you so, might be watching in a headset very much like this yeah so uh, mike brings like the biggest thing uh, again whether you like it or not, it's fine i i don't care if you like it i don't care if you hate it like it's not really like we're not losing sleep over uh your affinity for apple products i'm just gonna get that out of the way we're just interested in new technology and what what everyone's been like kind of you know the the vibe I'm getting from people talking like it's thirty six hundred dollars, right, or thirty five hundred dollars. People are like, oh my god, it's expensive. You're right, that is really really expensive for a headset and this first gen. But I will tell you, Mike, you brought up a good point. You know what half of the cost of this headset is, right? Is the 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 screens, these custom four K screens that they don't make anywhere else on anything. Mm-hmm. Because what they've done is literally put an M2 chip, a chip you can buy in a MacBook Air or an iPad, right? My iPad's an M2 iPad. I could literally just take the same processor out and pop it in the headset, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got a standalone device. And I think that's really interesting. Uh, you know, I never trust an Apple product to at least third gen. So, like, how cheap will this get in three years, four years uh, down the road? And I will say it, it actually takes one of the, the things I hate most about Apple products and puts it on here. And that's a digital crown. The little rotating <laughs> knob that's on the watch and the AirPod um, Pro, Air, not AirPods, the headset AirPods, whatever those are called. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate that thing, but I think it's cool that you can like literally rotate how much VR you want to be in, like by rotating this crown. Like, yeah, do you want to be like fully immersed? Rotate the crown a little more. If you want to be halfway immersed, you can undo that. So you reduce, I guess it's that motion sickness effect as well, uh, using this. And I think that's cool, but I really hate that crown along the way. I just want to go ahead and put that <laughs> on record. I hate that thing. I mean, I think that, I think the sales pitch and the sizzle reel that they cooked up that, that convinced me the most to want to have one of these is when the person put the headset on while they're on the airplane mm-hmm. and they crank that dial and they go in full VR and they show all of the horrible people you have to share an airplane with <laughs> disappear behind this virtual world. I was like, Oh my God, I've been on a couple couple like international flights where I wish I could just drown out the world around me. So uh, I mean, I kind of look at it this way. Obviously it's like too expensive and all technology, you know, if you get, if you get the cost down enough, you know, you can get more adaption, right? Yeah. I'll let them figure all that out. Right. I'm not too worried about figuring out that side of thing, but they obviously had a decision to make here. They were just like, do we want to make something that's affordable that everyone can get into and like we can slap the apple logo on it and then we can proliferate the market or do we make the literally the single best headset that we can and then just charge what it costs and i think at least that um that direction is more interesting right because if you want to buy a headset for a couple hundred bucks they well, already exist i would like, say meta already makes them <laughs> the, like literally the friday before this uh two fridays ago meta said hey we're actually releasing the MetaQuest 3 headset, which is a full AR, VR headset, right? The, the cameras, everything like that. But it's $500. I'm like, you could buy seven of these for the price of Apple's <laughs> one, uh, which is crazy. But at the same time, I will tell you, when I have a MetaQuest 2, and the thing with, with those is every ad, every notification you get are games. Games, 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 games. And guess what Apple mm-hmm. did? Not a single game 
Except maybe one game in their trailer. Right? Yeah. They're like, they, they're like, this is they, an everyday headset, not a gaming headset. Yeah. I would say they focused on games as much as they do with any other piece of hardware that they make. Even when they like announce like a new iPhone, right? There's always like what? Maybe like a five minute little well, segment of like, oh, we improved metal. Here you can play the next Assassin's Creed on your phone and they move on to the Infinity next Blade thousand Blade and Super Mario Brothers Run were like the only two games <laughs> I know that they were like, we can, you can run this on your phone now. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. So basically, it's just like, yes, Apple did what it always does. It it comes in late to the game, but then it tries to perfect what people have already been working on. I just think the thing's cool as hell. I don't know if I can shell out $3,500 for it. It is is, uh, important to know it's called the Apple Vision Pro, indicating that there could be a cheaper version that's not pro. And you mentioned, you know, the screen resolution, right? Maybe they put like a slightly lower resolution screen in there. Maybe um, the next version has the M3 chip in it and the M2 chip is actually cheaper. I would imagine they will at some point get a version that's $199 under $2,000. I would would think that would hit the market at some point in time. But also like it's Apple. They're always more expensive than like the equivalent equivalent competition that's like yeah. their go-to so like n- 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 apple's never affordable a, unfortunately a, a quest pro launched at uh 1500 last year if you remember that earlier this year uh mm-hmm. the vision pro or and now it's a thousand dollars but that comes with headsets the cool thing about the vision pro is it actually doesn't come with hand- headsets right like you tap your fingers to, to control this thing um yeah I actually had a chance to uh, talk to somebody, IRL, who went to Cupertino on uh, Monday last week who got to play with it, and they said it was, it's like a delight. Uh, they are convinced it is a game-changer technology, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, it, it's it's always easy to impress well, somebody when you're when you're there in person wearing the, it for the, free, right? <laughs> well, yes. The, the um, again, rose-tinted glass, everything's fresh and new. You're like, I, and I'm the first person to do it. I'm having a great time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rant and rave about. It. I think the one thing I would say, you know, I, I do, I want to get one. I'm gonna start saving ahead of time, right? Doing extra side jobs, anything I can to save up for this and try one out because, you know, as Mike knows, and, and I'm, I'm interested about our listeners. I'm trying to create a superhero slate app for your phone that does two things, Mike. And, and you tell me what you think about this. And I want our listeners to listen because you're the people who are gonna be downloading this. One, you can listen to our show right in the app, right, like you normally would. I know you have a podcatcher app. Fine, you don't have to listen to it in the app. That's totally cool. But the second thing is going to be push notifications when movies come out, or at least when tickets go on sale, um, or like whenever we have things like announcements, like to our superhero slate page, right? Because that's that to me, our site is like one of the coolest things that we do. Again, as Mike says, ad free, you know, no clutter, just what you want at the top of the upcoming movie release page. And I think that would be fun. So if anyone's interested in a superhero slate app, let me know because I'm going to be working on this. But I'd like to get a headset just to try it out um, and then also convince my 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 employers to get one because uh, for those who don't, I work in furniture. And what is what does every piece of furniture site have these days, Mike, at least successful ones? It's always it's always uh, it my put this virtual couch in my room exactly. with this AR tool. Right? So I'm like, well, maybe this headset has some value there. But yeah, I, I think the the lack of handsets head, uh, handsets is cool. There are two there are two red flags I want to call out before we switch topics, Mike. And I want to get your thoughts on this. One, yeah, battery life is very limited. How are you going to get this mm-hmm. on an airplane across the country if the battery is <laughs> like maybe an hour and a half? So like, what 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 is your take on that? Like airplanes, great, but like again. 
two hour battery life what do you do in this situation yeah uh, i mean i i would imagine i mean i know a lot of people who have been in headsets more often uh rave a kind of a, a, a cordless free experience right not being tethered to a computer or to a power outlet right but almost all of the use cases they showed this headset being used for are like either people standing still or sitting yeah. on your couch like watching uh, movies so i could see it being if you if those are the uses that you really want to use it for i could imagine you just have a long cord and you plug it into the wall yeah. Right. That, that they would have a that they would it's not just battery power that they have a an ac adapter if you will um yeah that goes but with, also okay. like i don't i know it doesn't look as classy right having the battery in your pocket right yeah, compared fine. to it all being in the headset yeah. but like batteries are like heavy so i think almost anyone like if they're if you're wearing like like a quest like some sort of a quest headset right it, that has the battery built into the faceplate if you yeah. go up to that person and be like here put this one on but all the weight from the battery is now in your pocket and they'd probably be like, wow, that's way more comfortable. Like, yeah. okay, so now do you want to go back to having the battery on your face to eliminate the cord? Well, I, I, I think the trade-off is fair at least. Well, and, and well, my thing is, yeah, and I think, I think there's a, 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 we're going to upsell battery packs, right? Or like, hey, Anchor is making a battery pack for the Apple Vision Pro headset uh-huh. that lasts three times as long or whatever it is, you know? So I think that's what that is. But yeah, I'm just kidding. Out of the gate, like... This is going to be an at-home use device. I'm not going to be walking down the street because I'm worried about battery life at the end of the day. The second thing is, you know, it's an M2 processor, an R1 chip in this headset. I have a MacBook. It's way more powerful than either of those, right? Like, especially because you know how how hot computers get, right, Um, Mm -hmm. when they're in use. So maybe I want to, you know, run three desktops from my laptop. Do you think they'll have a way to be, do you want to tether into your laptop or just use their share play? Because, like, maybe I mean, I'm editing our podcast. Or, or, hell, what if we're recording in, in these headsets in, like, a year? Okay. So, I mean, it could record our eyeballs. That's another thing we haven't talked about, how the, your eyes get transposed on the front of the device if someone's in front of it. Kind of weird, but also I think it's kind of cool. Uh, but I like the idea of kind of, like, artificially boosting the power of the headset by plugging again. I, I want to say, like, Vive or even Oculus they do. Yeah. had done that at one point in time where you the, can go portable or you plug it in and you get the extra the, juice the processing qu- and electricity. Yeah, my my Quest 2 does. I plug it into my arcade machine, which, you know, has a graphics card, and I can run the Steam VR games on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, you know, I can't, um, I can't even use Google Earth uh, without that. Uh, on there but it is is capable so i'm just i i want to i guess these aren't complaints these are questions i have and i want to know more because i'm 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 interested in it and and i think it's fun yeah i feel like i'll leave it on these two examples right uh and you can use it either way to your uh, defense or your advantage right everyone thought the ipad was going to fail and they all made fun of it because oh it's a giant ipad now made fun i made fun of that i have (laughs) one that i use daily so yes absolutely yeah now everybody has like a one or more iPads in their household and they get passed down to their kids or their relatives when they mm-hmm. upgrade to the next one. And everyone thought the AirPods looked dumb as hell because yep. like, those are just air, those are just ear pods with the cords cut off. And now they're the most ubiquitous I, headphone. I swear, I swear on the planet. Right. I uh, would, so you could use that in your, in your corner I, to fight I, for the headset. <laughs> I would add the Apple watch was ugly as hell when it first came out too. the, how thick, yeah, how that, thick it was. And like, kind of like that's w- unwieldy. Too. I'm like that, I would say that more than the AirPods, but like, I, I get it. Like, you know, the first gen devices yeah. are their prototypes before they can yeah. slim them down, I guess. Yeah. But, but also a little on the lesser side, right? You could say, like, um, I don't know anybody that owns, uh, 
um, what's this? What, what was their smart speaker that they tried to make? They still the technically sell it. The HomePod. I don't know anybody that has a HomePod. I'm sure some people have it. It's yeah, for I, sale, but like they did, it yep. didn't come anywhere as close as what they wanted it to be. And lesser known, they announced at one conference a few years ago a, a universal wireless charging pad that you could put any of your device on anywhere and would charge yep. it, and then like it just it evaporated they, into the yeah. air because they couldn't figure out how to get yeah. multiple different types of devices to well, charge they, so they couldn't you know. <laughs> hit, they couldn't hit their 15 watts or whatever it was because anchor makes the same thing they showed off they're like hey you can go mm-hmm. buy these in our store but the hell with us making them we're not doing it but like yeah like there is you know it's apple it's an apple product everyone either loved to hate it or you love to love it like there's no in between yep. down the middle very so, true so like you but know i, I get I feel it. like I, we try to be in between though we try yeah. to be the unicorns that don't yeah don't go head over heels but, over it I, I think it's fantastic i think there's opportunity but at the same time i'm like there is no way in hell I'm going to know anybody within my small circle of friends or maybe even wider circle of friends who will have these probably outside of me. And I'm like, well, and that's Chris, fine. it doesn't it doesn't even really matter because they have not announced any sort of like uh, airplay or sharing or interactive yeah. capabilities with you and another I, person with a headset. <laughs> I will say I am running iOS 17 developer beta with my developer account and the Apple Music SharePlay in a car is one of the li- most like life changing things. Oh ever. yeah, I saw that. I want that. Yeah. We needed it this weekend driving yeah. into the mountains. Yeah, like literally, my car is connected to CarPlay. My wife can get on her Apple Music and like add music, thumbs up, thumbs down, changes the whole playlist. If you're in a car with other people, they can all do the same thing, whether they have Apple Music or not. They don't have to have the, the paid subscription if, if one person has it. So it was great. The other thing. Um, you know, just for WWC is they added gaming mode to MacBooks, and I don't know if you saw this, where you can wrap your uh, a Windows gaming thing in this Mac wrapper and run it on your computer with a couple like command line steps. And oh. people have already got Cyberpunk running, Diablo Four running, all these brand new games running at like eighty frames per second on like MacBooks uh, with this developer like layer this isn't even like fully released yet right this is like four days into the developer thing and they're like yeah we got these games running already so i am looking forward to running windows games on my mac finally if this comes through to fruition so um i think that's cool and you know honestly it's kind of like having you know like a spark in my computer really <laughs> from, from i i can camp. see chris yeah. taking the wheel of the ship and spinning it oh, like we got to move to the next topic how do i do it start spinning the We're, wheels here's some whiplash folks we're gonna talk uh i what i did mike went camping i saw transformers rise to the beast this weekend uh last night and uh for those who who know me uh Beast Wars is like one of my favorite shows ever. It defined me as a child growing up, right? I have the toys. Hell, I got a trans. You're familiar with the trans metal Beast Wars, Mike? The toys that mm-hmm. the, I, I just got one in the mail today, Megatron, because I ordered off Hasbro. Uh, so like, I'm just still buying these action figures at 37. My 37, 36 years old, how old <laughs> I am. And uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast is a mixture of Beast Wars and Transformers finally into this movie. And I will tell you, uh, fun fact uh, on Rotten. Is it Rotten Tomatoes, I think, or, or, or Metacritic? One of them. This has the highest audience score out of all the Transformers movies ever. Wow, um, that's that's surprising. <laughs> which is crazy because it's just like every other Transformers movie, I feel like. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's very... Um, I will tell you the, the, the premise of this is uh, there are these 
people, these bad robots coming to Earth to look for this MacGuffin item that can travel space and time. And I'm like, this is every other Transformers movie. So um, not not a good sign starting off all, right off the bat. But the main Autobot is not Bumblebee in this this one. It's a character called Mirage, which you've seen in the trailer. And mm-hmm. it's voiced by Pete Davidson, who normally is annoying as hell to me. But actually does a pretty good Autobot for this movie. Uh, right. So he, he did a really good job with this Mirage. We got Optimus Prime. We got Bumblebee. We got RC for the first time. Like a, a true RC, the, the, the motorcycle chick. Mm-hmm. And then we get uh, the introduction of four Maximals. Air Razor, Optimus Primal, uh, oh, the Rhinoceros. Um, Rhinox. Rhinox, yes, and Cheetor. And uh, the, my, my biggest complaint about this is there's, they don't get enough time. These four people, these four Transformers do not get enough time. And I want them to have more time. But overall, it's a fine movie, Mike. I don't think this is anything anyone needs to see in theaters, despite it being the number one movie in theaters this weekend. Uh, which I don't know if you saw that. Like it, it sadly it, it knocked Miles down. But like, <laughs> it I, won't be I, for long. Yeah, it, it, there, there's a lot of competition this month. There is a lot of comp. So for the for this week, it's out. It's gonna get a lot of money. Um, overall, so would you, it's fine. You would you rank it? Um, it sounds like you would rank it below Bumblebee. I would say it's like my third favorite because okay. I would say Bumblebee is good and the first Transformers is good. And then there's okay. this one simply because I am biased because of the, the I guess, the um, the Maximals. But the, this is mm-hmm. – um, it, it's pretty okay. You know, there's like two human characters in this. The rest are all robots and that's fine with me. Like yes, the, less, cr- the less humans, the better in these robot movies. Yeah, we, we won't spoil anything, and I haven't seen it, but Chris did indulge me with the <laughs> the, the mid-credits, like, Scene. twist. And yeah. to me, I, I it sounds, like, interesting. Like, we'll have to see if they can really pull it off. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. I, I feel like if I can envision, like, blue sky perfect case scenario, like, okay, there could be some fun here. Yeah, so it, it is definitely setting up more movies, and I would say more franchise potential, if you will. Uh, mm. But I will say they still are in the pre-Michael Bay era Transformers. Like, this is set in 1994, by the way. Um, so, you know, Megatron is not unfrozen from from his uh, ice thing yet, right? Because that was the first Transformers. I mean, I, I feel like they are very lucky in a sense of if this is truly supposed to be the same Bay timeline universe, yeah. right? Uh, they should lean into modern audiences understanding, like time travel multiverses and all that the, stuff and just have some sort of like machine that goes off and alters the this, timeline do kind of like the star trek kelvin approach well i th- I, I and this is not why i really thought they were because this item the mcguffin this they say trans transports time and space i'm like oh they're mm-hmm. they have an opportunity they didn't, but that doesn't mean there aren't more MacGuffins on Earth that are transformer related. Uh, yeah, because... I mean, like you, if you're you're a machine, they can make any sort of MacGuffin yeah, they want. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. Overall, I I would say if you had to go see movies this this month and you had to pick one movie to go see, it's still it's still Miles Morales. Spider Man is the number one movie I would go see over this one. But um, you know there there is another movie. Let's jump into the news here. I was hashtag blessed mike to get that early uh tickets to see the flash here in louisville kentucky this is not the normal method warner brothers has like their own site where they pick people and invite you to come see movies and 
um, is, is wbtickets.com. And I haven't used this website in years because I've never come back to Louisville for anything at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Except for the Flash, and we get there, and it's just haphazard chaos at my theater because no employee knows what to, what's going on or what or what's happening here. But um, they didn't open up the tickets until I think the day before you could go see it. So rather than like you sign up a month in advance like Guardians, this was like the day before. So they gave them all out, and there are people there, and we got to go in and sit down. They gave up posters. I got two. Po- they had two posters, so I got to get those. That was cool, but um. The experience overall was just not very fun, but I think it's because they don't do these very often here mm-hmm. in, in Louisville. But uh, I was able to see The Flash early in its entirety, full movie, post-credit scenes, and all, Mike, uh, for this. And uh, this is going to be spoiler-free, and this is it. But uh, this is this movie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I'm trying to figure out how, how to say this. It is 50% good, 50% what the hell. Uh, to, to, to put it and it's not in that order like it's a nice up and down mix right because mm-hmm. we have they, they literally they, this would be I think everyone needs to see this movie but maybe not in theaters if you only had to see one movie this month it's still Spider-Man Spider-Man mm-hmm. is the better multiverse movie of these two but um, I'm glad I got to see it because there are some um, really really stupid things I was glad I was able to see in theaters and there are some really, really awesome things in this movie I'm glad I got to see in theaters. But, like, there are other <laughs> moments you're just like, I oh, don't no, okay, it's fine, it's whatever. It's another DC movie. Like, this is a great example of 50%, I'd say the 50% bad stuff literally feels like it's a Zack Snyder film, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. the bad feels like a Zack Snyder stuff. I'm like, why are you doing this? This is ignorant. I hate this. Move, move on. But the other half, um, despite what Ezra Miller's problems he's had over the past several years are, he's a really good actor and like there are really good like emotional scenes that uh-huh. you know he is playing two characters in this you know um two multiversal flash he does really good at it and i i have to give him credit in that regard like that he was able to pull some emotional stuff together uh people are asking how long is michael keaton in this movie mike he is in there for a good i would say um 40 of this movie Michael Keaton is in this movie, mm-hmm. so that's that's great. You get to see, you get a revisit. You get the the um, Danny Elfman score, right? The original Batman music. You get to see that. And, you know, get his Batcave, all that fun stuff. Um, you get it introduced to uh, this this universe. And you know, there's a Supergirl, um, as we've seen in the trailers, and uh, all that fun stuff going on. So uh, there there is this is a multiversal movie, right? We all know this. There is a scene, and, and this isn't a spoiler, but, like, you know, obviously when you have a multiversal movie, what do you show? Other universes, right? Like, other other properties that this could be, like, similar but different properties, right? And uh, I will tell you the longest part, the longest scene of that is the most batshit crazy thing I've ever seen in my life in, in movies. <laughs> oh, and, wow. <laughs> and like, really, like, you're not, I, 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 I'd heard, I, you're not going to expect it. I'm not saying anything else. You're not going to expect what you see uh, when it gets to like you know a very very fine multiversal thing, so um, okay. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like really, I I I I need you to see it because I need to get your feedback on this part. Okay. Uh, well, I got I got my ticket. So I'm good. so how many how many post credit scenes are we talking? There are two. Um, okay. I would say there there is one mid credits and one one at the end end as well. Uh, gotcha. So okay. so you'll be you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, overall, like I said, I'm glad I saw this movie. I'm glad I saw, I'm glad it's real that it actually happened, and we're not just being, you know, uh, catfish this whole time. 
<laughs> I have my paid tickets for Thursday. I'm still going to go see it Thursday again uh, with a, a week off to, to kind of get my my bearings and watch it again with detail. But, you know, it's it's not it's not it's not the worst movie out of DC. It's actually up there pretty good. I would say uh, the the writer Christina Hodson, who wrote Birds of Prey. I like this better than Birds of Prey. If I'm, you know, if I'm going to be, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to compare DC movies, especially ones that people who have powers and ones who don't. But I, I did, I did enjoy this. This is in the upper half of DC's movies, Mike. Um, now, you know, I um, we'll talk about it next week. I how this ties into James Gunn and Peter Safran's plan at the end of the day. We'll talk about that next mm-hmm. week. So, I, I'm I'm very excited uh, to to hear what you think of this because. I think it's going to be quite the review we have next week when we talk about it. Very excited. Um, any questions you have? Anything else? Like, this is in theaters this week if people want to see it. There are IMAX screenings tomorrow on the 12th. Uh, normal screenings, I believe, are on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, anything else, Mike, you have questions about The Flash? Because- I mean, at the risk of spoiling anything, I think I yeah. shall abstain and yeah. uh, stay subscribed and, and tune in, and you'll be able to hear a review from somebody fresh off the presses and yeah. uh, somebody a bit more seasoned with a couple other viewings under their belt. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about it. So overall, I think if you are if you are on the fence to watch this, maybe wait till you know everybody else kind of sees it and, and look at the audience score, really, if you will. Uh, if you're, you know geared up for it and excited i think you're gonna be great i think you're gonna have a great time if you're not excited for it and don't watch it i don't think it's gonna change your mind either so um i'm very excited to talk and talk in full force about it next week but uh for uh to to risk not spoiling anything let's move on to the other part of the news for this week batman the brave and the bold uh the movie Mm -hmm. andy machete the director of the flash is the top pick to direct the film going forward with uh from peter saffron and james gunn's selection and uh, Christina Hodson, who wrote Birds of Prey and the Flash, is uh, slated to write the film for them. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this could be a sign that possibly we like the creative team, mm-hmm. but we maybe don't like the content or maybe the talent inside of the film, possibly yeah. overall in the long term, and put them on something else. Um, yeah. it, it seems to be like, because usually, right, you at, at Marvel, when something's like really popping off, they like the reactions, like, you know, Peyton Reed mm-hmm. with Ant-Man. Let's get the second one greenlit and get him on there, right? Because yeah. if you're putting a director and a writer on a brand new movie, yeah. that's yeah. going to be a couple of years, you know. So if they wanted to continue the creative team, it, it'll be a while until you see your next Flash movie. Mm-hmm. And if they and if they didn't, we know it's not going to be them necessarily on it. Right. And, and the fact that they're both, I would say, remnants of um, pre-Gun Saffron Warner Brothers mm-hmm. and being tapped to continue on means that also they have good good vibes with them right like they are like hey mm-hmm. you you you've done the best you could with what you were given from the executive team and we like what you got so maybe here's some more freedom you know working into the brave and the bold so uh, i i think that's fine i have no qualms with either of them at the end of the day andy machete also did the uh it movies one and two uh so mm-hmm. um yeah he's 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 a good director uh along the way so i i think this is fine at the end of the day we all want to know who's going to play batman right and who one's going to play Damian Wayne in this new universe, so uh, we'll cross our fingers. That's new. The other thing with uh, that is James Gunn's Superman Legacy. The uh, current, I believe, it's THR is reporting that members of the Authority, which is one of the other properties upcoming in the the DC universe, uh, will make their debuts in this movie. So that sounds right. The other superpowered people from the Authority being here, and I'm gonna say they're most likely antagonistic to Superman, right? Like, hey, 
we we run this planet why are you here as an alien kind of thing um god i mean talk about like an um an untapped cinematic ground right of uh superman villains you know the the older superman films never quite had the technological advancement to really portray uh like a lot of his comic book villains kind of how you they were in, in you know ensconced on a comic book page right now we have that ability but we just can't get a superman franchise up and running so yeah any and all superman villains we can we can really get the we can really mine those it, now as, yeah like i feel like lex Luthor and zod have been beaten to death since the first two superman movies like yeah. we could use somebody different right to fight yeah him. and i get it like narratively wise like those are great villains but like Come on, like Superman's great, like for having like some big dumb chunky alien coming down and be like, "Earth mine now." Is like, no, I'm an alien. This is my planet. I'm gonna yeah. punch you. Yeah, and if the Authority are like quote unquote the Avengers of this this world already, and then like oh a new mm. alien shows up and they're like, "Well, actually, why are you here? We're we're humans protecting Earth. Why do we need a Superman?" But they're probably like very, I would say, morally gray, and Superman's more of like the morally righteous person. Like, mm-hmm. I can see them getting into fights over it. So. Um, I'm excited to watch it. I don't know if they're the villains, but hopefully, you know, again, we're tired of Lex Luthor. We're tired of Doomsday. Let's let's get somebody new in, in the Superman realm. Ahsoka show, uh, new image has been released showing an Inquisitor in the show, which is interesting because this show was set after Return of the Jedi. Inquisitors were disbanded before A New Hope. So, oh my gosh! I gotta pull up my timeline yep, now. This is Rebels. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, uh, Inquisitors were killed off before the actual original movies. So this show was set after the original movies. So why is there an Inquisitor? Is it a wannabe Inquisitor? Is it a flashback? Even maybe um, we don't know yet. But you know what? I, what I like to see, Mike. I like to show Mike lightsabers because I know he gets excited mm-hmm. when he sees them. I do like them. They're fun. But I will tell you the thing I hate most about modern Star Wars is the lightsabers because those lines <laughs> are too they're they're too clean. Like lightsabers are like I know they're using real fx lightsabers <laughs> now that glow and they don't have to add the effects in but i miss like the simplicity of like it looks like a very choppy light stick not a you know a beam of led tubes that you're hitting against mm. each other the whole time that's why you subscribe to the superheroes light podcast so you can hear chris beef about light he's I got a lot of lights. problems with light i think it's because you got that one eye you know that's not quite working out for you and yeah. like you know the, 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 it's a one-to-one relationship right only light is the, supposed to go into these they, eyeballs they, they, it, the, the lines are too straight mike i can't stand straight line lights <laughs> get him out of here uh unless you can build that if you could build a double-bladed lightsaber like that down at savvy's workshop in disneyland sign me up I'd build a double. I'd pay. I'd pay a little extra premium to build two a double blade lightsaber. That oh, spins and around. they would be happy to take that they money would, from. Yeah, they were like, you know, like you know, these blades are the cheapest part of the thing, right? Like we can <laughs> we can print these all day. Uh, but also a quick teaser was released confirming an August twenty third date. We previously reported August thirtieth, but it is a week earlier on August twenty third. So. I think that I'm excited to watch Dave Filoni's first solo foray into live action Star Wars. Yeah, with I just I just need to see if our theories of that last season of The Mandalorian hold true. Right? Is just a pure uncut Filoni going to be what was really missing and what we really need to see return to the screen? I, that's what I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see what his story does. He he's done so well in the animated stuff. I want to see if that translates well to this. So uh, we'll keep you guys uh, posted when that uh, gets closer to that. 
Uh, here's a rare comic book bit of news for the week, Mike. Ooh, uh, okay. Uh, are you familiar with the ultimate universe of comic books that we've? Oh gosh, if I wasn't, we all know I'm talking to an expert on the other end of this microphone. I own an entire universe of comic books in my in my basement. <laughs> he owns every single piece of paper, yeah. every page that covers the ultimate universe in Marvel comics. Chris owns and can yeah. reference at any given point in time. And I would gladly do it for a nickel, uh, but. Um, Marvel is relaunching their Ultimate Universe comic books that originally started in 2000-2001 with Ultimate Comic Spider-Man written by Brian Bendis and drawn by Mark Bagley. I actually have issue number one framed uh, or graded with uh, Brian Bendis' signature on it. My wife got it for me for Christmas one year. Uh, so, so just to be clear with the nomenclature here, um, relaunching, is this just reprinting? No. So relaunching, uh, they initially in 2015-2016, there was a comic line called The Ultimate End where they essentially killed off, destroyed the ultimate universe and merged all their universes into one Marvel universe, right? Nothing uh, more comic booky than that right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> With the Secret Wars story, which was written by Jonathan Hickman, one of my favorite writers, who has literally inspired the MCU from its fruition. Uh, mm. Now, I will say the big things about Ultimate Universe, everyone's like, well, this is stupid. Why would you do this? This, this whole universe was like, it forewent the history of comic books, right? Like, this is like... Spider-Man number one is set in 2000, the year 2000, and it's like, this is outside your window right now. You don't have to read mm-hmm. 50 years of comic books to get up, caught up with Spider-Man. This is right now in modern times. He is a, he works on websites and is like a blogger, like journalist, like for his school. He's not writing things and taking pictures of spider It's funny how even that is dated now, yeah. <laughs> a blogger. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah, so like. Ultimate Universe has, was like the world outside your window right now. That was their whole motto. It was great until Jeff Loeb got a hold of it and he ruined it in 2008 <laughs> with Ultimates 3. But we've all heard me bitch about that for the past 10 years on this show. Now, I will say some of the cool things about the Ultimate Universe. Miles Morales was introduced in the Ultimate Comics uh, mm-hmm. from Brian Michael. We would not have him without Ultimate Comics. So that's great. Uh, the Ultimates, which was uh, the, the Avengers, if you will, this universe, literally drew... Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson in there. Uh, and they were, they even referenced that before he was cast as mm. uh, Nick Fury in, in the movie, which, you know, literally kickstarted the MCU off. So uh, Ultimates is great. This new one's going to be written by Jonathan Hickman, who wrote Ultimates before. He ended the Ultimate Universe with um, Secret Wars. But he's coming back, and the original artist for the Ultimates, Brian Hitch, is coming back to draw this as well. So, um, so, yeah. so what's, what's going on here is like the first page of the first issue, just going to be like a picture of some sort of like a uh, Marvel wizard, just casting a spell. Like, no, nah, I think I'd like to bring this universe so, back to life. And then all of a sudden we're back in. Well, I, I, I don't know. This comes out in November, but there's a, a, a four issue series in the middle called ultimate invasion, which actually features one of your favorite characters, Mike evil Reed Richards, um, coming Ooh. back from the, with the Illuminati from earth 616 going back into earth 1610. So it's got all the ultimate characters, you know, the ultimate Iron Man, that chunky armor that everyone was like, this mm-hmm. looks weird. It's got him in there. And you just got the Thor with the ax hammer because that's where it first showed up. Um, Stormbreaker was even taken kind of from that design and it's evil Reed Richards and miles and the Illuminati going into that universe. So I don't know what the story, how they get there or how it comes back to life. But seeing that the, this uh, Reed Richards, ultimate Reed Richards is evil and leading the charge tells me maybe he left something behind and needs to go get it. Um, so I'm excited to see what it brings back, but like, you know, this is, this is huge to me as I, you know, I'm a huge fan of the ultimate universe. It's how I got into comic books, but also 
with Jonathan Hickman writing it, like how much of this is going to inspire the MCU going forward, right? We talked about yeah. in 2025, or was it 2026, 2027, them rebooting the universe, doing maybe an Ultimate style reboot. Is this what you're they're gonna, doing? Getting him ready for gonna, that? You're going to need to create a new uh, tab in your long box because yeah. you got to make room for more yeah. Ultimate. I, the second one of these is published, all of a sudden you don't have a complete collection anymore. So I literally went to my comic book store this weekend. I'm like, I need a pull list for these upcoming issues. Like, they're not in our system. Like, write me down. Anything that says Ultimate, <laughs> I want it. Also, they had an Ultimate Invasion um, themed long, uh, short box, uh, like artwork on the short box. Oh, so I picked cool. that up to put start putting them in. So I'm actually in the same mindset, ready to go on that. So uh, little did I know. I think this is cool. If there's any more MCU stuff we see, you know, that's that's related. To this I'll let you guys know. But I'm very excited to revisit that with those characters uh, along the way. On the other side of the MCU, this week we got a little little e- little little teaser image, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. with Harrison Ford and Anthony Mackie confirming Captain America New World Order is now getting a new title called Captain America Brave New World. Um, so there are two thought processes behind this. Do you want uh, the conspiracy theory one or the regular one? First? Well, I don't know if it's necessary. I do know one of them, so you can tell me if this falls in, yeah. in order one of them. I, I think one of them was uh, New World Order kind of has like uh world war like one slash two connotations of you know possibly uh you know wiping out certain types of people so maybe some people were leaning in into that there there i would say it's actually like one of those um uh radio shock jocks um who who's recently gotten sued for millions of dollars and lost um keeps bringing up new world order on one of his shows that he does so people seem to think it might be that um but Brave New World also, you know, to me, I don't care which title they use. None of this tells me what the movie is yet, and I and that's maybe what I want to know more about. Yeah, right? like it does. It does change. I would say the tone overall. New World Order to me sounds ominous. Brave New World to me sounds hopeful. hopeful yeah. Changing of the guard. So I mean, the the biggest thing is is I saw this image earlier in this week. Yeah, but I never looked at it on a computer. Now I'm on my desktop and I'm zooming in. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, in the top corner, you can see Sam Wilson's new uh, Iron Man comic from a monitor. So that's all I'm looking at right now. I've seen Harrison Ford. I've seen yeah. Anthony Mackie before. <laughs> well, the other thing is Harrison Ford is not in his suit. If he's supposed to be the president, right? He, we've seen him in the presidential suit. He's just in a black suit, looks disheveled. Is like, everyone's like, is this his Red Hulk transformation? Is this what he looks like when he untransforms from the, the Hulk? Because he wouldn't be in his suit. He'd be more disheveled, right? So like... Why does he look that way? I was like, I don't know. We'll fight. We'll figure maybe, it out. Maybe he just got to set, right? Yeah. Maybe he was busy flying a plane. He just landed he in. Just la- he just he landed. changed yet. He broke his leg on a on a on a prop walking in somehow. Mm. You know, uh, from from his uh, Indiana Jones tour he's doing. But um, yeah, honestly, yeah, this this movie comes out May third, twenty twenty four. They are still filming it. I want to see a teaser. I'm gonna. I'm thinking there's gonna be an early footage at San Diego Comic Con next month, Mike. I think that's where we're gonna. There. Hopefully, we'll get a leak footage of them teasing this movie next month. Um, yeah. Because I believe, and I have. To, I haven't pulled up our, our, our website to do this. So I'm not gonna do it. But I think this is. We are two movie. This is two movies away, right? We have um, in November the Marvels, and then this in May. So mm-hmm. um, we're we're pretty close. There might be another one. In, February, but I don't, I don't think so next year. Yeah. We also got Secret Invasion coming yep. incredibly soon. This month. If not, is it this week or is it next week? Oh, it's soon. 
-hmm. It's right around the corner. So Marvel's kind of kicking back into gear, even though it was not. So it was in gear just recently, you know, with uh, with Guardians. Though the Guardians did feel um, isolated. Did feel isolated in a way, not in a bad way, right? Right. Obviously, uh, telling a complete whole story there with the other Guardians movies. But it'd be nice to dive back into the conspiracy of all things happening in the world with Shield and everything. Uh, Yeah, the scrolls and yeah, the mystery, the the intensity of it. I'm very excited for that. But that is it's not this week, but we'll talk about when that when that drops in a week week and a half. Uh, on the flip side, we talked about uh, Avengers Secret War. The uh, rumor, yet again, is that this movie will be split into two parts. And I say more power to them, right? Like, you know, we, we, if they want to cover a good movie, I don't want them to rush it in three hours. You know, give me two, two and a half, two, two forty fives. I'll, I'll go watch both of them. I don't care as long as they're good, right? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. But uh, the other part of this is that Marvel is going to use some of the Spider-Verse characters uh, in possibly live action version. So... Uh, the rumor is bringing Oscar Isaac in as um, Spider-Man 2099. Uh, yeah, and, and I role. know, and I, and I know, Shamik Moore is out there in the world saying that like he's gonna like hit the gym so he can yeah. possibly be Miles on the big screen. I mean, that all sounds like really really cool, but uh, as as we all know, if if it's coming straight from the actor's mouth, yeah. they know the least. <laughs> That's yeah. always how it goes. It, it's everybody else in their lives that seem to know exactly what's going to be happening. But that's all cool. That's all that's yeah. all great. Um, obviously Marvel knows what to do when it grabs something that Sony has the legal hold over. Yeah. It's the other way around that we're always worried about. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think it would be, you know, uh, even if maybe they don't see them and it's just them in suits, like right Spider-Man mm-hmm. suits, it's fine. Put them in live action Spider-Man suits. I don't need them to see take their helmet head, hats off or mask off. They don't need to do it. But like in Secret Wars, what like what would the, the there was just a Spider Man world, right? Like they brought the hub into live action, and they like hey, there's a bunch of Spider Man stuff. I think that'd be pretty fun to see as well. So, never know. Uh, on the flip side of that, with Spider Man Beyond the Spider Verse, the cast and crew aren't sure if this movie will actually make the March release date next year. And uh, I guess the closer your movie looks like a highly polished uh, video game, you you start to fall into like the video game pipeline Uh, delays. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be entirely surprised if the if the pipeline at at Sony Animation with Spider Verse is more similar to a video game mm -hmm. than it is like a feature film, right? Yeah. Well, I think also, why would the voice cast know this? Because I know they've already recorded all their lines. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's just like. You know, maybe their contracts are like, yeah, maybe you know, we'll, we'll change the release date. But the the directors uh, have all gone, I think two of the three directors have gone on record and said, like, they won't release a below quality movie. Like, hey, Sony's given us freedom to make this the best we can. If it's not up to par, we don't have to hit that March release date. We, we can push it back. And and obviously, the success of Into the Spider-Verse, or Across the Spider-Verse, uh, is showing, yeah, they can release this. And as long as it's good, it's going to be a, a huge box office success, yeah. right? Like. It, they they got a landing to stick. Yeah, so uh, give give them time, let them do it right, and I, I think we're gonna be great. I, I'm I'm sad we have to wait so long for it. Like that's mm-hmm. my thing. I'm like, oh man, it was so much fun to to be there. So hopefully we we get a release date sooner than later. Also this week uh, is some sort of game thing going on this weekend, and I hate that I don't know what the title of it <laughs> is. But you know, Xbox has something, Sony has something. Uh, but Sony has confirmed uh, a release date of October twentieth, twenty twenty three for Spider Man Two on ps5 mike 
So let's uh, hope they can hit that date. We were just talking about yeah. video games uh, being they, uh, delayed. And they have um, the reason they've not shown any footage or anything. They they were like specifically like we're not gonna do this until we know our game is right and done. So mm-hmm. uh, I applaud them for that. The collector's edition, uh, I didn't include a photo here, but it includes a uh, Miles and Peter versus Venom statue, and they confirmed that that Venom is not Eddie Brock. Anyone who's played the first game kind of knows who that's going to be, right? Like, at the mm-hmm. end of the first game. But yeah. I did share a screenshot of the digital deluxe edition here, Mike, and I know this is great because in the Spider-Man games, you can literally dress as any suit they put in there, right? It doesn't affect the game mm. at all. But they have a multiverse of suits, and there's some really cool ones in here I thought that looked pretty neat along the way um including yeah this yeah go ahead this was i was gonna say this was just kind of fun because i follow a lot of artists on social media and some of the artists that i follow that just don't necessarily work in video games or anything like that were just posting like oh guess what my spider-man suit that i worked on a couple years ago has finally like been announced here it is and there was quite a few of them that worked on these so uh it, it seems like the the studio did a really cool thing of like let's just reach out to artists that we really really like and see if they can come up with some cool spider-man suit yeah. designs and what this first spider-man game like they had they had like what 20 something suits and they were like all pulled from the comic books and spider punk and you know who was in, in across the spider-verse a lot of those suits from there were in there but what this looks like is to be more like hey i i expect those to be in here and these are going to be like wild suits like these are not suits you're not going to normally see in a comic book mm-hmm. um, like i think stone monkey is the shakespearean spider-man that's more taking note but like a punkalyptic that's new i've never ever heard of that one um along the way uh, I love the uh, I love the one just under Apocalyptic the the Tokusatsu suit yeah. if I said that right kind of looks like a Beetleborg from yeah. uh, back in the day yeah like a, like a Power Ranger meets Spider Man kind of thing you know um, the 25th century suit looks like he's wearing like a bubble shield right like uh, like mm-hmm. a, like a helmet so I expect these to be cool um, and these are ten suits for Peter and Miles so five each of so the top five are obviously Peter and the bottom five are or miles because you can see the biomechanical suit it looks like miles but like a little little more me- yeah you know thing and then obviously they had the early unlocks suits. you get to see the arachnite um spider-man mm-hmm. slash moon knight suit as well but like I, I i'm excited for this game i'm glad it's coming out this fall that'll give us something uh, i've been playing diablo 5 right we've been all talking like diablo 5 it's, it's it's a shoe in for game of the year i'm like well wait until spider-man 2 comes out because <laughs> exactly this has been good uh, you know star wars has been good you know we, we are in a, a good year for video games but like uh, for those who don't have a ps5 you may want to start saving now because you're going to want this game when it comes out it, it, we talked about the gameplay what two weeks ago i think um mm-hmm. just absolutely talked about it forever so I, i'm very very excited to get a release date which it happens to be my wife's birthday so god send me send me a prayer <laughs> make that work uh, let's talk, let's, let's, let's get into to something very similar here. Uh, uh, TMNT Mutant Mayhem, Mike. Um, the, the movie coming out this summer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is rumored to be getting an animated show set in the same universe after the movie comes out. Uh, very few details are known, uh, except for, I think Seth Rogen's a producer, but they're developing it for Paramount Plus. Do you think they would do the same art style for the TV show, or do you think they might kind of not dumb it down, but make it more producible? Yeah, it's 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 hard to say, right? Because a lot of the hard work has obviously already been done when it comes to like the concept design and the visual development and the language, right? But that still doesn't 
count all of the work it takes to put into animating and putting all the love into each of the individual frames because that's really what defines an a feature animated film is the attention to detail right mm -hmm. when you go into like a tv show pipeline unless you're doing something super premium right like the mandalorian or like an avengers thing or even maybe something more like on hbo like the last of us right you're you're cranking through those episodes as fast as possible but also like the the turtles made their home and made their fan base and made their iconic you know stamp on the universe through TV animation it, like kids yeah. Saturday morning cartoons that's, cheap cheap I, it, TV it's animation like where, as well yeah it's almost like where they belong truly and also I mean Paramount Plus talk about a streaming service on like shaky ground who knows if if it's even around by the time something like that even gets done but i mean if it's cool i'm here for it i mean do they continue the turtles mm -hmm. itself or do they maybe they pull out some other characters and try to do like a one off i don't know i think perfect case scenario Mutant Mayhem comes out. It's awesome. Greenlight a sequel. I go watch the sequel mm. in theaters. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see myself watching a show based on the movie, just the movies, right? In the, at the situation, mm. but but that's us. Maybe like, hey, we need to target something that kids. Turtles are great kids shows. Nickelodeon had them for yet forever, right? Uh, different different versions. So you know, I I know why they're doing it, but you know, hopefully they do it well at, at this rate. So mm. we'll keep you guys posted if that comes up. Uh, another movie that is in the works due to the success of its uh, predecessor, uh, Legend of Zelda. Universal and Illumination are reportedly close to signing a deal, a huge deal for this film, to do a Legend of Zelda animated movie. And that's all due to the success of the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I saw, like, the I think the perfect meme that encapsulates, like, my thoughts. It was... Um... It was a screenshot of I think Homelander. And I don't remember what episode or what context it, where it he's was. Where he's like pointing at all the people. It's like y'all suck, but Mario, you're no, good. Oh. No, it wasn't that one. It's funny that there's other Homelander oh, yeah. memes for this this news announcement. No, it was where like Homelander just looks shocked, disheveled, like his whole universe has crumbled all around them. Uh, which has happened a couple times in the series of the boys, so I don't know exactly what it was for. But it was uh, the quote was like me when I'm watching the Legend of Zelda movie and um, Bonnie Tyler's "I Need a Hero" comes yeah, on yeah. as a needle drop in the movie, and it's just like, oh god! Like I would hope they would have the tact over at Illumination to go like we are dealing with a totally different type of source material here. Huh. This is not happy, lucky go Mario. Woohoo! It is yeah. like try to tell a dramatic story. Link has never even spoken. He's never even spoke a word through a voice actor in any of the games. So that's that's a big thing to mm -hmm. tackle. So I would hope they got to come at it from a totally a totally totally different angle. It, and I do not trust Illumination to do that. I would I would hope that they can. And I, I'll cross my fingers. I, I I disagree. I don't think the the I I don't trust Universal. Illumination, as you've shown, had did the right music for that movie, right? They even had the the right sound. Somebody else made them put that move those those soundtracks in there, right? Mm -hmm. Like the what was it the the Gone Driving Me Bananas or whatever it was, mm -hmm. it was in there. They they wrote it. They paid someone to actually score that music, and then they didn't put it in there because they put in um, was Take on Me. Yeah. So, so who was that person? That's what I want. I don't think it's yeah, Illumination as a whole. Let's fire that person. Yeah. Somebody tell me who that was and get them out of here. Because I, I, I you know, um, probably the same person who chose the songs for Shazam, right? Like, because uh, they used that song twice. <laughs> but like, I, I don't, I can't blame Illumination for that because I think they made a beautiful movie that looked like Mario and it felt like a Mario movie at the end of the day. 
but whoever did that part of it sucks and and deserves to be you know not working yeah. on Legend of Zelda. Maybe this is like kind of like the whole thing of like one for you, one for me, but it's kind of like one for you and still kind of one for you, where yeah. it's like we prove that we can make a ton of money with Mario. Now leave us alone and let us do Zelda yeah. because I guarantee, like Chris, you're right. You're right. Everybody that works at Illumination, anybody who works in the animation industry is a total like raging hard on nerd. Mm-hmm. They absolutely love Zelda and want to do it uh, justice. But yes, you are right. It is the it is yeah. the older folks who have never touched a video game in their life yeah. at uh, NBC Universal, right? That are making these yeah. horrible decisions. Yeah, so I, needless needless to say, I'm nervous. Well, and I, I would say, at best, it's going to be at, at worst, it's going to be a mediocre film because mm-hmm. even if you don't, you know, you're not a huge Mario fan, you don't like, like Super Mario Bros. Suitable kids loved it, made lots of money. People are watching it, you know, probably selling copies of Mario. I don't have those numbers yet. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned earlier this week, I might buy a Switch. Is that because you saw Super Mario Brothers, Mike? Is it? Is it? No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, oh, I'm kidding. Uh, but like, um, but like, you know, you know I, I, Legend of Zelda is, I again, I will be honest, I've only played the very first two games. I'm not precious on Zelda, but I know millions of people are, and I really hope the best for them. At the end of the day. But for Nintendo to say, yes, we will give you this license, that I think is the biggest thing. Like, right? Like, this is this is the license they've held over everyone's head for as long as we can remember. Um, only one other console in the world other than Nintendo has Zelda games. And that was in, like, the late, 90, or late 80s, early 90s. So, um, I really hope they do well with this. And, and like you said, they don't muck it up by, you know, playing... Uh, bad music over the whole thing so we'll knock on wood but that's okay because next uh in two summers mike we get a new fast and furious movie fast is it 11 fast 10 2 um <laughs> there's been this post out there with an april 4th 2025 release date from um uh, vin diesel and it's got jason momoa in here and i will tell you this i did not know this but there's controversy mike can you believe it? controversy <laughs> about Fast and Furious, where Vin Diesel is mad that everyone is talking about Jason Momoa's character, a scene-stealing character who everyone was talking about from Fast and and not his performance, Mike. He was so upset. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, uh, come to find out a week, two weeks later, this pops up with him in it, and he mentions, literally in there, uh, where, where does it say, um, how expressive and collaborative they all are. Jason wanted to try something really unique and special and ended up a scene-stealing character. So obviously this has come back to Vin Diesel. Everyone's like, are you really mad at Jason Momoa for making, like him being the best part of your movie kind of thing? Uh, it's, it's whatever. Now, my question is, we talked about this last week, do you think April 4th, 2025, that's a year and a half away, right? Or a little under two years. Um, do you think the Hobbs movie will make it out before this or not at this rate? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, uh, do we dare uh, um, uh, tick the rock off even more? And do you think they're even uh, writing I, this at this point? Do you think they're <laughs> waiting for the strike to come over and then they're just going to film it live? No, yeah, no I mean, I I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you how invested I am in the Fast and Furious Chris uh, uh, franchise, and it's this and it's this interested. I open up this link to open up Instagram on my computer on my desktop, and I was scrolling through the comments of the post, and you can reply with animated GIFs on Instagram now. When did this happen? Is this in the app, or is this on the desktop only? It's just a lot of people sharing Fast and the Furious, like, Vin Diesel reaction. Uh, mm-hmm. um, like, what is what is happening here? When did when did Instagram let oh, this 
this happen? I, I don't know, but I, I'm back in. After Fast 10, Mike, I'm back in because this thing is so right. stupid <laughs> that I just can't let it go. I'm like, how are they keep making these things? So, um, I, 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 Fast 10, April 4, 2025. I just wanted to see, you know, how will, will The Rock and Vin Diesel actually share any screen time going forward? Because in all these movies, no one is on the same screen at the same time. So, very interested after, at that. But for those who may not be in the Fast movies, you may be into Ghostbusters instead. And with that, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel now has a new poster. And really, it's Ghostbusters, right? It's the, the, the busting ghost signs, the red circle with the slash to it, and a ghost. But this one seems to be frozen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what is what is happening? Is it, is it, um, is it out of wintertime? Is it Arctic? Is it a, a ghost specter? Or like a ghost uh, frozen specter kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, the only data point I have is there was some, like, kind of, like, set video, uh, set photos that I saw floating around uh, the other week where uh, it showed them, I believe, in, like, New York. So I think right. that, the, that the kids, the gang, the new Busters, the Ghostbusters teens, whatever you want to call them, it looks like they make it to the city in the Ecto-1. I didn't see any snow. It didn't look like wintertime. Winter, yeah. Uh, obviously, weather fronts and can change day by day as we are humans there's and we a, live in the world. There's and we, a plug-in that adds will <laughs> be fine. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would lean maybe towards like elemental-themed right, yeah. ghost, right? Maybe there's like a ghost that has like ice powers or something. I don't know. This is like very indicative and like strong like theming for this. Like I feel like you don't freeze the logo mm. unless like this is very, very important. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll throw something on the wall as something that just is not super um, attached to Ghostbusters. Maybe, like, some sort of bad guy is, like, cryogenically frozen or something. That mm-hmm. could be kind of cool. You know, throw that in there. I, I don't know, but... Um, I played a lot of Diablo, and let me tell you, cold-powered ghosts appear quite a bit in that, that game, Mike. So maybe... I'm going to say it's probably someone who's, who is like, maybe wants a forever winter kind of deal maybe and they have to deal with that so yeah i don't know Just as long as there's as long as there's no sky beam yeah no sky beam yeah ghostbusters I, afterlife was fun I, I i was excited it came out and i was very pleased to watch it so hopefully they can continue that thread uh with this fourth fourth in the main line ghostbusters movie fifth overall now let's talk about the stupidest thing i've seen this week and i saw transformers <laughs> and the flash so this is well below that but Twisted Metal released a clip from the upcoming show. Not a trailer, a clip. Mm-hmm. Where um, Sweet Tooth uh, is beating up Anthony Mackie in a casino because he didn't want to come see his show, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say Twisted Metal, I think about cars driving around and shooting each other and blowing each other up. Mm-hmm. There's not a goddamn car in this trailer, or in this clip. They, in I fact, mean- are singing the thong song. <laughs> and I like Will Arnett. I can hear Will Arnett in, in Sweet Tooth's voice because he is him voicing over this guy in a mask the whole time. Wow, I had no. I, that's funny. We are we are experiencing two different Sweet Tooths. Uh, then I had uh, no idea who it was. Uh, I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, I think the most indicative thing about this is I, this was, I believe, attached to whatever that video game festival thingy that happened this weekend that had Mm -hmm. some of this other video game news so they were intentionally showing this off to gamers and they don't show any cars that is that is 
that is an indictment <sighs> if I've ever seen one of just like, what's the first clip we want to show the universe of Twisted Metal? Them fighting in like an abandoned casino? Like, Where, no, I don't care. <laughs> it's got rapey vibes. They're listening to the thought. They're singing the song song to each other. And, and it's very, it, it, it's campy. It's supposed to be campy. But I'm not buying it yet because I don't feel like it went, they want to buy it into it. Yeah, so. it went from campy to cringy extremely Very, quickly. Yeah, and um, again, Mortal Kombat had no Mortal Kombat. That was my biggest complaint about that movie, right? With Mortal Kombat One when mm-hmm. the reboot came out, Twisted Metal not having cars, big red flag, huge red yeah. flag in the sand here. Doesn't it? Doesn't it scream to you that like, oh, this show is gonna get these people out of their cars? any possible time they can because it is too expensive to either film the cars or create them in a computer Mm -hmm. so get them out of there as many times as possible it's going to be kind of like those uh, action um cartoons you grew up as a kid where it's just like we'll put two action scenes in every episode but only two because that's all we can afford to animate i feel like that's what we're running into here yeah yeah Or, or like again to reference Power Rangers, reusing the same clip when Power like the monsters were like, oh, it's yeah. exp- it, we're playing it backwards when he's becoming large, the explosions, and then he's there. And then the other way says he's there, and then the explosions. So I'm like, oh my god. So I'm, I'm just I want to like Twisted Metal because I like the games, but nostalgia is not helping me get through this right now, and that, mm-hmm. that's really really sad. And this is what uh, Universal, what what or Peacock? Uh, uh, Peacock, I. think think yeah. it's either peacock or paramount it's one of the p streamers yeah uh oh god did pe- i just say that <laughs> yeah, yeah it's coming to peacock so i just looked at the 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 uh the url so yeah absolutely so this is awful and i hate it but the clip is there if you guys want to watch it and see how bad see why we hate it uh along there with us but that is the show for the week mike we're gonna get out of here we're gonna come back next week with uh two episodes of news review a news episode and a review episode of the flash uh, so we'll do that. But if people know what you're up to, what you're doing in the meantime, where they can find you at, man. Yeah, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comic at liferewardsrisk.com. Yeah. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or Valdan on video game stuff, whatever. If you're playing Diablo, let me know. I want to know what people are thinking of it. Uh, if people want to know more about the show and get ready for those reviews and those new episodes next week, where can they get all that good information at? Oh, if you want to listen to us sing along to the thong song, all you have to do is head on over to superheroslate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show. And they get our awesome kick-ass show notes. we got a lot of links in this week's episode. So if you want to see all of those things that we talked about, head on over to superheroslate.com. Uh, episode 429 for reference. I don't think I've ever shouted out the actual Ooh. episode number on the podcast, so that might be new. We even episode. missed 420. Like, we were very excited <laughs> to do 420, and we missed it. So. Yeah, we're too cool. We're too nonchalant to keep track right. of the episode numbers. But you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Uh, maybe we'll be in your Vision Quest Pro. No, no Apple, Apple Vision, Vision Pro. Pro. Yeah, maybe Vision one Quest day is we'll... a whole different. That's a Marvel <laughs> property. We're, we're not even there yet. We'll see. We'll see you in the augmented reality, folks. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We get merch at superhero.slate.com/store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. Let us know if you have thirty-five hundred dollars that you would like to give either Chris or I. Uh, Seven thousand dollars would be great. It would cover both of us. Uh, yeah. And if you want to be a if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you gotta do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.